They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Hello and welcome to the Juan Juan Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, consider signing up for the Patreon. There you get ad-free content, early access, exclusive episodes, and monthly supporter hangouts. You can find it at patreon.com slash the Juan on Juan podcast. If you don't like the subscription-based models, there are other ways of supporting the show that are linked in the description. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Juan on Juan podcast with your host, Juan Ayala. How on the nose and perfect would it be like if you were an alien and you come to earth and you form nazism and you have this real society and you worship the black sun and the black cube of saturn and then you do an entire experimentation on the human race and you just fuck around for decades and then once you see the light coming you disband and you move all over the globe and then you infiltrate the United States and you create NASA and as the alien you then create a psyop of your own origin and you are in control of the entire narrative and it's the biggest money laundering operation to like ever exist social media platforms on all podcast platforms everywhere you know where to find me and today we have a first timer on the show and usually i like people who have unique ideas and unique ways of looking at things and first timer today maria what's up welcome to the show thank you so much for having me it's it's a pleasure for those that don't know who you are because i heard you first on tinfoil hat a while back you were with some other guy on the show. I don't know if you guys were talking about George Floyd or something like that. 
Yeah, I don't remember his name now. Network radio something. He was an asshole to me recently, and we unfollowed each other. So <laughs> good times. <laughs> yeah, I heard you that the first time there, and then I followed you on Instagram, and you post a lot of shit. I know you recently got nuked from YouTube, so shout out to the lizard people at YouTube. Hopefully, this doesn't take get taken off YouTube because I'm gonna post it. So we'll right. see what happens. For those that don't the know, Black you, Dahlia here. <laughs> For those that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where people can find you? Right. So uh, I'm Maria. You can find me at my Maria seven seven seven. I have a podcast. I was on YouTube. I had recently got on YouTube in the fall, had built a decent following and they nuked me, but I'm on all other podcast platforms except for Spotify and banned there as well. Uh, but I'm going to try to take the video back on rumble. I am just, I don't know. I'm just a random individual in Tennessee who had an Anon account originally. And I was just trying to surf the internet without anybody knowing what I was looking at. And I'm an attorney and a great deal of a great deal of what we want in this kind of I don't know what to call us anymore like this conspiracy realm I don't like the term truther I don't I don't know what it is that we are but big themes are justice and accountability and it's all kind of like inextricably intertwined with the law and way back in the day I was like following Q really hard and there was just so much misinformation and I just started talking shit on the internet. And here we are. Here we are, right? <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I think that that woke and truther, that does sound kind of gay. I've, I've never really called myself woke. And I hate when people, right, trolls in the comments are like, oh, you proclaim yourself to be woke. I was like, I never proclaimed anything to begin with. And I, I've right. always hated that term for some reason. I don't know why. And yeah, it, it's so... You're a lawyer, you practice law, and I'm just thinking right now of, I had a friend of mine who, Lady Justice, she's the one that's blindfolded, right, with the, with the scales. Mm -hmm. Blind Justice. So he told me that, he, he brought it up one time on an episode we were doing that Lady Justice is blindfolded because we don't have a justice system, we have a criminal system, because it sometimes mostly benefits the criminals. What are your thoughts on, on that? I know you're talking about the law system and having people be held accountable because usually the lizard people get away with whatever they want. Well, it's a very ironic world that we live in and a very much like do as I say, not as I do type situation. So I have a weird relationship with the law. You know, I think a great deal of people look to an attorney and just kind of assume that like we're very, I don't know, the, the stoic or respectful and not to say that I don't respect the law. I just don't really respect authority, I guess. <laughs> I am an attorney, but I also am, I don't know. So yes, accountability and justice, I don't know that we'll ever truly see them, but we kind of live in this realm where, I don't know, it's kind of, let me take this example. I represented a guy and it was in federal court. So this is like big boy court. And he decided to not pay taxes for like 15 years. He had the means to do it. He just kind of started ignoring the issue and it compounded. And I think he had a lot of anxiety and it just like snowballed in effect. And when it all came down to it, he got a really good deal and he was supposed to go to jail for 10 months. He, was, he could have gone to jail for like 
five to ten years for what was going on. And I was sitting there and we were in federal court and the judge is putting down his sentence to this guy. And this man is like really old, like maybe 70 something years old. And he's about to go to jail for 10 months. And the walls were closing in for him, but they were also closing in for me. I was just sitting there thinking like, how ridiculous is this system in which we subscribe, in which I literally have revolved my life around for so long Like, I was just sitting there thinking, like, I don't respect the IRS. I don't believe in taxes. Like, we left Great Britain because they wanted to tax us more than 3%. Like, look at this world that we live in. And could I imagine sitting and be sitting in his shoes and having a man in a little black gown who was appointed by somebody else who was elected in a fraudulent election tell me that I'm going to go to jail because I didn't pay my taxes? Like, how did we get here it's just it's so it's such a weird dichotomy for me to like have all of this knowledge go through all of the schooling and then at the same time to not really respect the institution of it all anymore so is there justice is justice blind i think it just depends on the individual and who you are and what status you have and how much money you have because it benefits the criminals, but it, it just really depends on the criminal. The craziest part about the whole court system, the language they use is very magical, right? They summon you and you have this ritual that you do. And I've always called going to court. It's who can tell the story the best. Who can? Well, that's what being an attorney is. It's just how do I elicit bullshit. information from an individual? Did OJ do it? You think OJ did it? OJ did it or his son did it and they messed it up enough that he took the fall for it so the son wouldn't get in trouble. But, you know, Casey Anthony, OJ Simpson, George Zimmerman, all of those people committed those crimes, but the legal standard is beyond a reasonable doubt. And if there is any doubt then they should be acquitted. And, and like, that's how the system works. And so you get into these like big discussions on whether they did it. Of course they fucking did it. It just couldn't be proven in the way that it needed to be proven. Yeah. Casey Anthony and Zimmerman. I think that those were both here in Florida. And mm-hmm. so you do defense. That's I do very little defense. I do uh, a lot of litigation, a lot of family okay. law, um, but some, I, some a little bit here. And once you have your your law degree, your your license, you can do either or. Do you do you have do you have to specialize like a doctor? No, you don't have to specialize. Okay, so you, it's a whatever you choose to pick up. And okay, that's cool. Well, correct. Florida is a very weird place, and I recently watched the Casey Anthony documentary that came out. Supposedly, her speaking for the first time ever. Right, she was, and. That bitch 100% did it. Like, I don't care. She she did it. I mean, it's so obvious. But the thing is, how are you saying you can't touch them because the way that that slimy ass attorney, no offense, right? He was able to wiggle his way out. And I mean, you just have to create reasonable doubt. Yikes. Yikes. That's- and it depends, obviously, on your jurors and your location and all sorts of factors that go into the individual that gets selected. But, you know, we hate it when it's applied to things like this. 
But, you know, if you were the individual in that situation, you might feel quite differently. Yeah, no, 100%. And going back but to... But also, those things are huge louche events, too, in my opinion. Like, meant to divide. Meant to have one side versus the other. Meant to literally talk about into oblivion. Just to... Now you're, now you're speaking my language, Maria. Because <laughs> going back to what you were saying, this system, this simulacrum of something that we've all come to ex accept this egregore that we formed as a collective we seem to do that a lot i think that we've done that with religion and a lot of the things that are organized and it's meant to because i've always said it if we all come together like that guy who i'm sure didn't pay his taxes because he didn't believe in it what if it's against your religion i was gonna buy a property one time from a muslim man and he wasn't gonna charge me interest because they believed in their religion that interest was demonic or something, so, something bad, but he wasn't going to charge me interest because of his religious beliefs. So what if I don't believe, what if I don't consent? What if I don't identify as a, a taxpayer, <laughs> a taxpayer? <laughs> what then? Because I do believe that this system that they've put in place, it, it warps people's perceptions, realities, and people are put in these reality tunnels and you see it. They only follow what is being presented to them at the time. And I mean, you said Lush event. If OJ was a scapegoat then, right? He was doing the whole scapegoat ritual or something that they were doing. And what have you been posting about lately? Because I know you were on about something on your last show. You talked about Mandela effect and you're oh, I'm all over the place. <laughs> what have you been See, looking? What, if you get to my page, you literally never know what you're going to find there. Uh, what have I been talking about recently? I did a big post last night on uh, informing the individual about like the QRS 11 patent, the one that Hillary, like her Hillary's black box kind of patent that she can like pull planes out of the air. People talk about that all the time, but I actually broke it down and was talking about that. The really interesting part of that is there's this individual named Richard Walker, shit, Richard Walker and he's like on the chance argued to be like a fictitious individual and basically like a legal front for all of this tech that now exists but he has allegedly was one of the contributors to the QRS 11 patent or excuse me the QRS 11 sensor that goes into a computer chip but the patent itself in, in intellectual property law patents are written in very very broad language that's the whole thing about like one of the biggest standards that we use in the law is called the reasonable person standard. And there's no true definition of it. Like the reasonable person standard is going to be different in each hypothetical, which is why we write something so broad in that way. But patents are written in a very broad way so they can encompass all sorts of things that might come from the technology. And in the language of it, it talks about the need for wetware, wetware, being a reference to human beings. And so this guy also created something that's called like the internet of things. It's the way that like all of our smart devices now connect. And it talks about using wetware in the internet of things. And then you get into like a discussion about like allegedly the graphene oxide contained in machines. And Maybe this is all interconnected. Are we going there? You already dropped the first vaccine. Let me take that timestamp down. <laughs> Twelve forty-seven for YouTube. <laughs> I gotta make sure that. I'm okay. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just fucking with you. But this this Richard Walker guy, 
yeah, I'm looking at him up and he's kind of how you're saying this make believe guy. And there's only one picture of him on the internet. Right. There's hardly any information about him at all, but I just find it fascinating. And which is the one, which is the definition of person or something like that, where it's like monster? You know what I'm oh, talking about? You're going to get into like a sovereign citizen like discussion and get like, I think it's somewhere in Black's Law Dictionary. People think that there's some reference to monster under person. And I've never seen that in reality. No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm the reason I'm bringing that up is because grammar comes from grimoire and we know what a grimoire is and how you're saying this, this. The system is formed by by spells. Right? When you when you speak something, you're you're casting spells. That's why it's called spelling. And then you add all this other shit into it. That this broad language that they use wetware. What? This has this has to do with the with the black goo and everything. Is that what you're getting at with that? No, this is talking about how. Um, hold on one second. It's tiny as fuck on my phone. I'm gonna bring it up on the. On the browser. They plan to... Uh, where is what I wanted to show you? And you said that Hillary is at the... At the floor of the So Clinton. it talks about how like this multiple wireless IP gateway technology requires hardware, software, and wetware. Referring to people in order for it to work. So Yikes. it calls for like the implantation... Of they plan to embed microelectronic control devices either surgically or by injection into every human. And the story goes that it's going to have this same QRS 11 sensor in them, and then they have the ability to like manipulate the body with this sensor contained in whatever um, microelectronic control device that they insert into the individual. So, could that be what's occurring with graphene oxide? Could that just be occurring generally with? microplastics and stuff like that yeah um but then if you keep going what i find one of the interesting things is allegedly richard walker is responsible for developing a set of glasses like the type of glasses that we see in like 007 movies where it's um using the internet of things that like it could like if i had the glasses on and it was looking at you it would identify it within the glass for me and I just thought Some that predatorship. was kind of fascinating. Yes. Walker helped patent the above system for spies to identify anyone or anything using the Internet of Things by wearing the glasses as a viewing device. Then there was a sister patent that was part of this patent application that contained a special helmet that enables the system to determine the exact location, latitude, longitude, and altitude of the target being viewed through the glasses. So I would have the glasses on viewing someone. You would have this helmet on and it would tell you exactly where the person I'm looking at is located. Wow. So. And this is making me think of because I go hard on alchemy, this wetware, right? The person is the wetware that's that. And I don't know if you've ever seen Full Metal Alchemist when they figure out what they need to make the Philosopher's Stone. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, you need people for that shit you need like actual sacrifices for this thing and this is kind of sound because i think that they still practice alchemy they just they've changed oh, the I, name. I think they do too this is another thing i was talking about recently 
in my observation of like the celebrity it seems as though obviously like trans is um transsexuality is like on the what's the word i'm looking for just increasing in popularity per whatever narrative they're pushing but i see a lot of celebrities with trans kids and so if we're evaluating things in like the ritual of it all like is that part of like a leveling up for them if they like sacrifice the sexuality of one of their children uh well to whomever that is yeah. it's just a pattern you know what i mean like even going back to like sharon sunny bono bono their child um I had a whole list of them so but yeah we're, we're trying to figure out who is is how you're saying is it is it baphomet is it whoever is it cthulhu is it who who is it and one of the things that i haven't really talked about much on alchemy is that when you achieve the magnum opus you become this light being what they call a, a homo luminous and the alchemical process changes your dna and you're able to pretty much step outside of of reality for lack of a better term and i think this is what what you know baphomet has to coagulate and dissolve on its forearms i think that's what that means you literally dissolve into nothingness and coagulate back into existence some way or another and one of the things that i haven't talked about really is the what they call the divine androgen which is this it's part of the op not the magnum opus the minor opus so the 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 smaller work where you purify yourself and you become this again androgynous being both male and female at the same time and that's also part of this dna change so they're kind of sort of bringing these concepts in how you're saying it's becoming mainstream and they're pushing them down everybody's throats well i think that these celebrities you mentioned recently the world's a stage well the world's a stage for them to do whatever they want to do they're doing their stage magic and they're offering their kids up what a better offering look at the old testament it was all about what right <laughs> it's, i mean it's so interesting like go back to the i'm not a, a bible person by any means but if you are that type of individual to like just see that like you, they were sacrificing their children back then they might not be overtly killing their kids at this juncture but the sexuality thing i think is very interesting and the the monetary system because now we're gonna you know we're getting into systems that are just put there from a guy before that guy and they just accept and everybody just falls in line well the monetary system right the federal reserve the creature of jekyll island that was if if we want to get into sacrifice well you're sacrificing your kids by you're sacrificing the next generation the debt that you put on and you keep passing down generationally you're sacrificing your kids essentially right and and we're we're never going to pay the debt off this is like the 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 dumbest shit ever this this it's like monopoly money yes though, you know what i mean mm -hmm. trillions and trillions of dollars like what does that even mean and you keep giving to ukraine yet worse oh my god i just that's why like it's such a movie to me like i don't know where you're at with politics but for me if somebody is still having like the red versus blue discussion <laughs> we're just like we need to take a step back and realize how orchestrated things are it's just um 
I don't know where I was going with that now. No, no, the polarization. I mean, it goes back to what you were Mm -hmm. saying earlier about mining people of their energy. And I am not, I don't watch Tim Pool anymore. I used to watch Tim Pool a lot. It's usually all the same shit over and over again. But I I haven't been keeping up with geopolitics. I usually have people on like, like yourself who are up to date with these sort of things to talk about them because I do believe I always focus on the occult and like the old stuff of like his story. But I always forget that they're still doing the same shit today. The same magic that was going on. It's it's this trust. The, the alchemists just have white coats on. Trust the seance, right? Trust the science. You just put on a lot and now you're this other you were what they were doing back then except now you're out in the public like they were doing it in caves back then and now you're just doing it in a lab somewhere we, we still don't know where the lab is at and apparently now the lab doesn't exist right <laughs> that's the last of it that the lab doesn't exist oh right oh, I, I can't handle <laughs> discussions on that shit it's uh but I, I mean i think you can take i i like to try to observe everything all the time and i get a lot of questions about like geopolitics shit so i feel like i have to talk about it at some point but I, th- I, I would like people to, like, in the discussion that you're having about sacrificing money and stuff like that, like, to me, it's all about fucking louche. And just to observe this, like, f- like we live within, like, simulations of simulations and matrices within matrices and loops within loops for me. And, like, the four-year presidential loop is just so ridiculous. It's just this, like, perpetual motion that we're in and we've taken one branch of the government there should be equal branches of the government but we've taken one and we've made it a celebrity type thing and we've created a 24-hour news cycle within the presidency itself and we obsess over the decisions of this individual on a day-to-day basis when in reality what he decides doesn't really affect you that much on a day-to-day basis but then we go into this whole election season which is in and of itself is fucking fake in my opinion all of them and there is no such thing as election integrity and we pour hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars into a loop every four years (laughs) nice hat is that did you have that hat on the whole time no, I just say it's it's it says make esoterica great again. It, oh. It's okay. It doesn't say what you think it says. <laughs> it's just uh, that's what I want people to like unplug from politics, unplug from the two party system. See that like all it does is provide for you the illusion of choice. Like mm-hmm. all of these people are on the same team. It's all about distracting us. Like in what world are we these like interdimensional beings that decide to come down to earth and have a human experience and we subscribe to working every day and paying taxes <laughs> and like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> just can't, like being an attorney like what is this oh, life i, got you, I, got I have you. made for myself oh, there we go we got buns for this shit <laughs> yeah no, i just think life is insane truly insane the truth is stranger than fiction. And I think that what you're saying, it all goes back to ceremonial magic where you're observing, right? It's the same thing every four years. So every four years, there's this polarization. And some people think that everything is okay, right? And then the weird part, because it always goes back to this linguistic mysticism of words. Everybody for the longest time was obsessing over Elon Musk taking over Twitter as if there was no other platforms that you could go on but there's something about again letters of spelling and putting things out into this 
platform that you need to. And it was weird because I did a breakdown of when he was tweeting out, right, the bird is freed. Well, that has to do with Rosicrucianism and like the chemical wedding of Christian Rosencruz, where they were, it's about at the end of that story, they have this androgynous being. It's about, I don't want to bring it up, but it's about a fucking birth of a homunculus. And I, and I've, I've beat the homunculus topic so much. And it's, and that story is about birthing homunculus, which is this divine androgyne or androgen. And I think it's, I don't know if it, that, if that's hinting at towards like this transhumanistic era that we're heading towards of merging with what Elon Musk wants to do, merging AI with our brains, putting this thing in our brains. And then you brought up this QRS 11. What if it is, what if it is this huge ceremony this huge ritual in order and then the wet where it's like yo execute order 66 or whatever it was in star wars and it's like everyone who took that thing they i don't know i don't i did an episode on zombies and that shit triggered so many people i was having i was being attacked in comments of the of the video i did i was being like some like right. like like as if it's not possible what do you mean? Yeah, like, like oh, take your meds. You fucking uh, forgot to take your like this well, you know, coordinated. That the, that's weird. just like the the retort. I think at this point is that like if I get a lot of like I'm schizo stuff when people don't like what I have to say, and it's just like like if you come to my page and you're new there, I I don't try. I attempt to like not put my own spin on things as much as possible. Law school is all about like the Socratic method and asking questions, and so. Most of the time, like, I'm just pondering a thought with you. Like, is this possible? Is this not possible? What do you think about this? Could this happen? And people get so, people want to write, like, people want to make a determination on you and then make a judgment call. And the schizo is what I get when people don't um, accept what I have to say. I feed off that shit. I like it. It's just like, ooh, baby, just send that loosh yeah. right on over to me. And that's what know? they don't understand. And out of all the grimoires that I've looked into, it it always goes back. It's weird because it's supposed to be a cultic, right? So there's nobody that's supposed to be watching you. But in these grimoires, it always talks about how they will see and they will be in awe. It's like, who's they? And how are they going to see if this shit is magic? And you're supposed to be doing this in the occulted in your little cave somewhere where you're not supposed to be. So it's like it talks about how you bring these things forward to the public. I mean, it, in, in a weird type of way. So I do believe how you're saying this, loosh mining, the observer, we know the observer has some sort of power. We know the observer effect is a real thing. If we were to figure that shit out, you'd get a Nobel Peace Prize if you believe in science, right? Because some people think space is fake and gay and the planets are a projection and, you know, the whole flat earth thing. I think that <laughs> these movements, what, what are your ideas on... Because you mentioned this Richard guy, which could be a fake person for all the fuck we know. There's only one picture of him on here, and he's linked to this shady thing. The possibilities of faking, so NPCs, but actual NPCs, especially now, because I had my friend who was an astrologer. She came on the show, and she started talking about how the return of Saturn will make people question reality. 
And I think that that's happening right now with all the fake AI art that people are falling for, thinking that it's real shit on the internet. And it goes back to, I don't know. You you heard like dead internet theory, right? Yeah, I've heard about that. I don't buy it though. I think that unless everything is faked, like everything. And I don't, I don't go there because a lot of people in the community will automatically go, oh, that's, bro, it's a deep fake. Yo, it's fake. It's a psyop. So I think you have to break it down. Like if I say this once, I've said it a hundred times. Just because somebody calls something a psyop doesn't necessarily mean that I'm saying that this thing is fake and it never happened. I think the world is just like completely contrived. I think it's all about luge. It's all about keeping us in a very small box that we create for ourselves Mm. and keeping us kind of on this constant drip of conflict. So what was your original question though? I feel like I'm deviating far from it. No, that everything is a psyop, but I don't think everything is fake and gay is what I meant to say with that. How some people say it is. (laughs) Right. So I I mean, I think everything is fake in the sense that like politics completely fake. Um, it's LARPing. It's celebrity. Brooklyn. Like, I think everything is fake and that everything is run on a narrative. I believe there's some sort of overarch. I like to refer to them as architects who are writing a script who I, I think artificial intelligence is Very Masonic as well. <laughs> I think I think there's has to be AI involved because the synchronicity is so perfect sometimes and the connections are so out of this world that... Um, I believe we're in a simulation, but there's something that you said at the very beginning of that, that I want. Oh, NPC. Okay. NPC to me is twofold. NPC. I believe there are actual background people who are running on a script. Yes. A hundred percent. I think a majority of the people that you interact with on a daily basis are truly non-player characters in this holographic matrix in this video game. But I also think that NPC is a state of mind one in which you and I can devolve to whatever kind of word you want to use. It's almost like a 3D versus 5D kind of comparison for me. Like I can become very NPC. I can become very 3D when I wake up every day and I go to my nine to five and I put on my attorney hat and I do that kind of groundhog day bullshit and I just stay the cog in the machine in that, you know, image from the matrix where every buddy is in their cocoon like to me that's just you going to work every day um providing that loose to the world so i think npc there are actually npcs but i also think you and i have the ability to become npc and part of this existence is waking up from that mm, i like that so it's a state of so not because people get triggered with that too like oh you're gonna demean and dehumanize a large portion of the population but you're saying how many people are in on because they have to right because of the system the egregore that we've created you need to work your 40 hours plus you need to be able to live to to provide for your family and if you don't then you're gonna get kicked out i think the rent for a single room apartment here in florida is 1650 dollars as of like yesterday or something like that for a one bedroom apartment and it's like yikes Okay. Do you know what I think contributes, though, to the matrix? Our cities, in my opinion. The advent of the city. I think, think of all of the little nine-to-five bullshit jobs that, like, 
come together to keep a city going. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think if if we like broke away from that, I, I get really riled up when we start talking about like local government and <laughs> the government's like the jurisdiction that it lacks, but like the things that it requires us to do, like have a license to drive a car or to register your car once a year with the government, that <laughs> it just fucking infuriates me. So like if you think of all of that bullshit that exists, the register of deeds, the property assessor, the DMV, all these like institutions bullshit, that local government bullshit, creates bullshit, yeah. to make they're money. All NPCs. All yeah. NPCs work there in little tiny cubicles to keep the lights on. If we all lived in the country and had our land, like would any of that be necessary? How close are you to Gatlinburg? Are you close? Uh so I currently live in Nashville, so that would be about three to four hours away from me but i grew up in east tennessee and gatlinburg was very uh, close to me then yeah, i was in gatlinburg i think like a month and a half ago so yeah, weird that feel like fucking westworld some shit what they feel like westworld i don't know what should it have i think that there's some weird shit going on in tennessee that's what i think Ooh, i love to have a discussion about traveling i i went to vegas for the first time two years ago had never been there before in my life and as this elevated, vibrating higher, blah, 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 whatever the fuck you want to call it, individual, I stepped off that plane and I was in fucking Westworld. What do you mean by yeah. that, though? What do you what, what? Everybody was like, hello, Maria, like like a fucking automaton no, like or what? Westworld being like this, uh, this movie set, this uh, attraction, this way to like what a concept it is for the individual to save all of his money all year long and then to go to Viva Las Vegas and go to a club and instead of buying a $30 bottle of vodka, spend $1,000 on it. Like, that's crazy. Like, you, you step over this line into this, like, world of debauchery where what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and you become, like, this individual that you would you might cheat on your wife, you might cheat on your fucking bride to be because it's your bachelorette party, just because you're in Vegas. And it's kind of like that idea of Westworld where you go there mm. and you can do anything, you can fuck anything, and, and have it's the okay time of fake. your life, yeah. and you can leave it all there. It's just wild. I think of um, I love missing four one one, and I love the national parks and I love electromagnetism. And I think that the government's hiding things from us. All right. In hold national on. Settle, parks. settle down, settle down because <laughs> that's, I started watching lost again because of you. So, oh my God. Isn't it so fucking good? So, okay. One. Okay. So back to the DMVs. I've, okay. I came up with this theory a while back that I think that DMVs are the, the entrances to the hollow earth and that, I think the, the, I call them the Demiurge's Matrix Vortexes because you've never been to the DMV and been happy. It's always to capture loose energy and make you angry. Like whenever I go there, I want to fucking punch somebody in the head because they just bring that out of you. How you're saying these NPC like people who are there just to collect more money and tax the the people who are already fucking poor. They just tax them more like when you get an overdraft fee, well, it's charge you money for not having money. So let's just charge you more money on top. That's like how many millions of dollars did they make off of like overdraft fees, like a whole bunch. And so, yeah, the DMVs, I've always said that they're a hundred percent. And so cities you're talking about, I, I've, I've, I've written out and 
this past weekend, my voice is still kind of raspy because I, on Saturday, I woke up after, after, or Sunday, I woke up Saturday or Sunday. Now I went to Disney on Friday. I woke up Saturday without a voice. Like my voice was gone, like gone where I was like, Hey, I can't even, like, I couldn't even talk. And I was supposed to record an episode that day and I couldn't. And so I'm kind of still recovering and I had a podcast episode every day this week. So I'm like, damn, I got to reschedule everybody. It's going to suck. So I forgot where I was going with that. Anyways, the, the point of these places. So Disney, for example. So you're saying like Disney took your voice from you. I didn't say that. You said that. I think that they, yeah, I think that they did. So (laughs) the lizard people did, but so Disney, right? What a, what a, I believe that like cities, I think that architecture can be used as a talisman. So I, I really always everything back to the occult. And this is a true thing. I mean, you could look it up. I started talking about this book that I have called Pythagorean Palaces because they want to put us in these 15 minute cities nowadays, right? They want to put you. And I always forget they're still practicing the occult even till this day. So Pythagorean Palaces, I first started talking about it and essentially is when you build a certain place to a certain geometric alignment, right? A uh, principle, it encapsulates a higher level of a higher level of consciousness within that building so they they do this at freemasonic lodges they do this in cathedrals where people go in and they have an experience because of the building the building is warping their perception all these cities you mentioned what is las vegas along the 33rd parallel isn't there like a fucking pyramid there and like all these weird things well the actual city itself is just that a talisman to either warp people's perceptions real time and make them think, oh, it's okay to do all this, but it's not the, it's not the, the you know, the person doing that. It's they want to do that because how you're saying it brings this primal nature out of them, this this other this thing that they wouldn't otherwise do, but it's because they're being influenced by whatever fuckery is going on there. And I mean, that's near Skinwalker, isn't Area Fifty One in Las Vegas? It's very close. I think it's within. You can take a, a helicopter there, but I think probably within like an hour and a half or so, maybe. So these places, I, I believe that they're built along these ley lines for a reason, in order to harvest even more energy. And so, okay, so Las Vegas is along the 36. So uh, whatever. Either way, I mean, because I, I, I wrote out an you... episode on the 33rd parallel that I still haven't done because I lost my voice at Disney. That's why I was mm-hmm. bringing that up. And uh, it has to do with all this, the mining of energy and this worldwide grid that we are inside of. So I think like the world is very much like I love Lost because I love the way that Lost uh, explores electromagnetism. And I'm there with you in that like there has to be some sort of energy or something going on in the areas in which they choose to place things um and that can get into like a a national park discussion for me but there's one other thing i was going to say back to you just now oh do you ever wonder if there's really just one vegas (laughs) wait is that like an underground vegas i'm just i think about this sometimes no what if they're just like copy and paste in the desert like it's such a an interesting thing you know what i mean like you get to the airport and it's literally just right there Mm -hmm. and there's not a ton else going on uh i just wonder sometimes when i travel i travel a lot like the concept of an airplane to me is so interesting like we just literally go up in the air they shake us around like who's to say that we're a lady died recently because of the turbulence you saw that 
Oh yeah, you know she was a Clinton appointee. Did they use the QRS eleven pat or You said it, not me. I didn't say that shit. You said But um I don't know. Sometimes I just wonder like, do you and I go to the same Vegas? Well, do you and I wake up the same? I mean when we go to sleep we expect to wake up the same person, but How can you prove that yesterday ever existed? So okay. All right. <laughs> you and I you and I started talking because of the loss and the magnetism. Because you had yes. posted some shit. And I sent you a I was doing an episode on the North Pole. And I sent you the the black rock at the North Pole, this magnetic island in the center of the North Pole. That's thirty three miles long that Mercator talked to John D about. It's probably some code. They were talking about how there were little dwarves and goblins and stuff on that island. And then I sent you the book Aeon by Carl Jung. And I've been diving into Carl Jung as of lately because, and this is why I always bring up like language and storytelling and writing things down because he was doing just that. He was writing things down. He was being haunted. Very John D.S. because John D. was being haunted by spiritual creatures, whatever the fuck that is. And as soon as he started to write about them, he was able to confront these entities that were talking to him through stories, through write, through journaling, pretty much. And so he talked about in the book Aeon, this hidden God that is unlocked through magnetism. And I did another episode on Rene Descartes on this book from the 17th century, where it talked about. Literally, the book is wild. There's a three and a half hour episode on it. And it pretty much talks about how Rene Descartes actually had this powder where he would, you know, snort it. He was was able to project his consciousness into outer space and go study in these other cities and these other worlds of the greatest philosophers. And it's funny because in the book, it's a story, which, but I think it's real. And all the philosophers they were talking about have craters named after them on the moon. So I found that weird because they always say that the moon holds people's souls. So I'm like, why does Jack Whiteside Parsons have a crater named after him on the dark side of the moon? Are they trying to do something with that? Like, what is it? Are they trying to hold that as a uh, some sort of way to live forever in some sort of weird way? So in this book, he's talking about this crazy ass shit of creating nebulas and galaxies and all this craziness. And towards the very end, he goes... Yeah, I've told you all of this that I've told you about this craziness. There's a little homunculus that stays in your body and controls you. You ever seen the show Peripheral on Amazon Prime? It's on my list, but I haven't watched it yet. All right. So I'll watch that show and it plays into the NPC and all this shit. So he talks about all this craziness in this book. But he goes, if I was to reveal to you the secrets of magnetism it would drive you insane. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, what? You told me this crazy-ass story of projecting your consciousness outside of your body, making a deal with a little watcher that's going to sit in your body and do everything that you need to do. As long as people don't have a deep conversation with it, it's going to just eat for you. It's going to brush your teeth. It's going to do everything. So that's why you sometimes see people where you can't dig deeper than they already are. Like, you try to talk to them and they have that stare in their face where like they don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. They probably right. have Could a little an homunculus. Could NPC have a homunculus <laughs> inside them? So in this book, according to that, the homunculus pilots the ship. Like in Men in Black, the little alien that comes out of the dude's face. Like that, it pilots it for you as you are in the astral realm. Doing your astral realm shenanigans, right? And so in this 
you have to watch peripheral because they took that concept they they had to have known about this fucking book from the 17th from 1645 or some crazy and it's written by this obscure guy with two first names gabriel daniel and when we looked up information about him like this guy this this whatever this guy's name richard was richard walker richard walk there's nothing like his his he's he was a french he's just been wiped yeah a french jesuit and that's it and it's like what so and gabriel daniel like two prophetic names right like biblical names like mm, it's kind of shady so yeah it plays into this whole thing and electromagnetism magnetism and i came across this yesterday or the day before and i came up <laughs> i came across some stuff on dykes that i sent to cheney <laughs> shout out to cheney because they, they were going in on dykes and it was really funny uh, like how here we go so Right here it says to Thomas Aquino, magnetism is quote occult virtue which man is not capable of explaining. This was a profoundly anti-scientific viewpoint and a dominate an abomination not to pro probe hubristically into the working of the world. Isaac Newton could not have formulated his gravitational theory without the belief in occult forces. So it's something about magnetism that Young says it's a way of unlocking. A hidden God, whatever the fuck that means. And then you have this guy in this book telling me that or explaining that if he was to it, it was able to explain it, it would drive you insane. And then doesn't the whole graphite, isn't that magnetic too? Doesn't that have something to do with magnetism? Too? The graphene oxide yeah. is supposed to be um yes. Oops. Magnetic, I believe. Yikes. So then you have the harp in there, you have the five G you have a whole bunch of craziness and yeah i never whenever i would start lost i was never able to finish it for whatever reason i would always get and like to see i would always get to the part spoiler alert for those listening where they were in the cages at one point and they escaped from the cage you didn't watch far enough at all no no not at all did you are you did you finish it ever no, I didn't. I never finished it. Oh, my. You didn't even get to the parts about the electromagnetism. Really? Uh, I thought because you yes, brought up the, the black whole smoke. Fucking show, <laughs> the whole fucking show is about electromagnetism. You have to get to like season four and five. And they start talking what? about fucking time travel. Desmond is my favorite character. Truly, you've got to keep watching. Oh, man, how many it's seasons? It's incredible. They go to the whole island because they are like messing with the electromagnetism of the island and the island has the essence inside of it and it all goes back to like good and evil and there's this smoke monster which i think is the god that you're talking about it's fucking fascinating Juan, and i'm very disappointed in you you told me you were restarting it you gotta keep going so i'm on season season two or something i think it was okay season keep going three. all right all right that's fine damn okay so i love it so i'm about to start rewatching it again what other show that I that I start watching? Yeah, Breaking Bad. Homeland. Homeland I rewatched recently, and that is so fucking on point for what we went through from like 2017 to 2018. Just wild. I've never seen it. So good. Homeland. So no. fucking good. I've never seen it. So the world's a stage. Reality is scripted. We have NPCs. We have NPCs who choose to be NPCs because they succumb to whatever is happening. And 
I don't blame them, right? Because how many people are looking into electromagnetism and Rene Descartes and these hidden gods? And Just you and me. <laughs> right? It's like I can never have a normal conversation with people because I always bring up some crazy shit. And I love it when when they, they're, they like, religious and I'll bring, I'll bring up, like, the Anunnaki or something. Like, something crazy, like, yo... We were created by this alien race of of gods. Yeah, this that, is a prison planet. Yeah, this is a prison we're planet, gold bro. Yeah. Anunnaki. <laughs> so, you, have you ever looked into? Because you you mentioned something really interesting. You said if that if that was the only Las Vegas, and it's making me think of a person whose name I'm not going to say, but I'm probably going to hidden hyperspace kingdoms. Have you ever heard about that before? Have you ever heard Hidden of Tracy Twilight? Hyperspace Kingdoms? No, I haven't. What does that mean? Is that an individual or a subject matter? So it's both. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep that name out because there's the 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 walls have have eyes and there's people always here listening. But Okay. So Hidden Hyperspace Kingdoms. I'm gonna bleep that out too. Cause he'll like come in your comments and start fucking spamming your shit. And he, he tried to get some of my episodes taken down. But anyways, yeah, it's weird. The this is it's an idea of where the elites go, like literally this this place that exists outside of space and time where it makes you think of why so many elites have islands. It's like, are they portals? Are they doing shady shit like Epstein and his I island? I love portal discussion. I think that space is really an ocean, in my opinion, and I think that everything is about portals. Have you ever watched the 100? It's just like terrible. I, I tried. It's not terrible. What? I tried. I like the 100. In the last season of it, it talks about, it shows how like you could like stack consciousness and just like continue to put consciousness in different individuals and live for hundreds of years. I but think that's what they do. It's all about space exploration and it's not about like getting in a rocket and going from point A to point B. It's all about these like turnkey kind of port. Like you touch a portal and you travel at light speed or whatever. So, but I'm we're sorry. getting to the altered carbon discussion that I yeah. think you and I knew we were going to eventually do. <laughs> I'm, I definitely think that they can harness consciousness. And I think that like, that's when we, you see like the doppelganger discussion. That's a very mainstream one of like, there's a Jennifer Lawrence lookalike, a Brad Pitt lookalike, and um, these ain't these old paintings that look like the all these celebrities yeah. that exist right now. I just wonder if they are, you know, elites, and uh, they just put their consciousness in a different meat suit. You Who ever needs heard cloning when you can three D print something? <laughs> you ever heard of open of uh, the opening of the mouth ceremony? I haven't. Opening of the mouth ritual. Okay, so one thing before we get there. Yeah, we're, we're getting into the altered carbon because I heard that what I call on the show esoteric nipples, that makes your esoteric nipples hard from what has been told to me by the, by the what is it, grapevine? A friend. Oh, I think Trady just had to bring it up because it's an interesting <laughs> discussion. It doesn't necessarily get my nipples hard, but so, maybe. Okay. What was I going to say? <laughs> I completely spaced out. So, what were we, okay, the opening of the mouth, but you said something before that. What were you talking about before that? I was talking about, I think that they have the ability to harness consciousness and the elite and portals. So, apparently it's Ghislaine. I thought it was Ghislaine. 
Ghislaine. Ghislaine, whatever. Fuck her. The because I made Is a video real? and people were making fun of me for saying Ghislaine. But I could have swore people had agreed on that. that that's, how, that's how you said it. But Ghislaine. back to the island talk. A lot of elites have islands and a lot of elites. What was she trying to do? She was she had a, a submarine license. She had the whole Terramar thing. So when I found out about that, because you mentioned that space is this ocean, right? Well, I think that how these cinemagicians portraying these movies like Pacific Rim where the kaiju are coming from the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Then you have James Cameron doing all this weird shit where he like creates this technology to shoot this movie. Like all this bullshit. I think that, yeah, the space is below, right? Whatever is down there. And when I had this idea, when somebody told me that she had a, she was teaching people how to drive submarines, I was like, oh shit they're going to like a gartha or something at these islands they're going under underwater and accessing other places through maybe portals and i think that but i don't think that space is fake and gay i just think it's not what they've told us and i think that the shooting of the rocket it, it might be a ritual right it might you're in a phallus and you're shooting you know you're in a flying dick in in the air and you look cool, you flex for your friends, right? Because like all the billionaires now are are doing this. They're going into space. You have the guy from Virgin Airlines, you have Elon Musk, and then you have Jeff Bezos, who he's ripped as fuck. That dude like upgraded his skin suit with like some but <laughs> the opening of the mouth ceremony is this ancient Egyptian ritual that once the once only the elites were able to do this, once the person would pass on they would do this ritual to where they would reanimate the corpse and quite literally open its mouth in order for it to prophesize or talk or do whatever. So they were preserving their bodies in order to quite literally come back to them after they had already passed on. And that was also part of their ascension where they would do the ceremony and then they would, the spirit would be taken on a throne that was flown by horses or some shit, you know, to the next realm whatever that place is because you know it's what we've always as a create like i was raised christian and i always made the joke that we were too we're so busy planning for the afterlife that we don't enjoy this life mm -hmm. <laughs> just like Most focus definitely. on like i'm gonna go to so heaven concerned about heaven or hell i think those could just be different forms of ai that we for, uh, feed our louche to what heaven religion those concepts yeah no that like good and evil heaven and hell mm. god and satan could all be two different types of artificial intelligence or maybe it's the same west one. world season three <laughs> right exactly <laughs> maybe it's the same one and so yeah this altered carbon i think that they are part of the i think part of the ritual or practices that these elites they name shit after themselves they'll name streets they'll name cities they'll name They'll have all these statues erected of themselves everywhere. And I think by you keeping a person's name alive, they're immortal in whatever realm this is. Maybe that was what Plato was talking about in the theory of forms. This this higher dimension of forms that you exist in as long as people remember your name. And we're still talking about dudes from the year 300 and 400, even in, what, 2023? So those dudes are still alive in this other realm. And I think that's how, how you're saying that's how I believe that they're switching consciousness. They capture this essence. Like, I think it was either Henry Ford or Thomas Edison's last breath is in a bottle in a, some museum here in Florida. 
because they believe. I don't know about that. I mean, I think it's very much an Elon Musk um, implant type of thing that I think it's sophisticated enough. Or I have this other theory I've been working on for a while about um, Vril and how I think everything is about parasites, truly. Like all real medical issues are parasitic in nature and mm. it's just this like huge psyop. But... Uh, a, a great deal of people are always referencing like the one eye club and all of these celebrities who have black eyes and what that means for like MK ultra. And for like, when you see it on a female, the beta sex con uh, conditioning and stuff like that. But if you get into, and I get my Roberts, is it Robert Monroe or Robert, yeah. Robert Malone? Monroe. Um, that talks about Vril and the idea of a worm-like parasite that enters the eye and that the bruise that we see is not about the one eye symbolism. It's about the vril that's entering there and that causes um, the bruising to occur. Mm. And then that's when this like alien outer world interdimensional other being could be uh, in a parasite host situation, taking over a human and its consciousness and replacing it with consciousness. So like we could think of consciousness in a, like a very technological Elon Musk mm -hmm. inserting it into your ear or eye or brain or whatever. Or what if it's like old school aliens that uh, are taking over like that and they use one kind of body slash meat suit and then move on. But there's something called the Vril Society that um, was started by like three Nazis back in the day. And so I just have this like wild theory that I'm working on of like how on the nose and perfect would it be like if you were an alien and you come to earth and you form Nazism <laughs> and you have this real society and you worship the black sun and the black cube of Saturn and then you do an entire experimentation on the human race and you just fuck around for decades and then once you see the light coming you disband and you move all over the globe and then you infiltrate the United States and you create NASA and as the alien you then create a psyop of your own origin and you are in control of the entire narrative and it's the biggest money laundering operation to like ever exist. You just blew my fucking mind. <laughs> this is what I've been working on. That's the on. wildest shit I've ever heard. Like I've never heard anybody link it that way. Link real Nazism, the Holocaust. Yeah, NASA. that's, that's, <laughs> That's fucking crazy because I've had this idea that I haven't said on air and I probably won't about a certain thing that happened in history. I'm not denying anything. I'm just saying it probably wasn't as they say it, it happened. Well, no, let's take that concept right now. It was mass human experimentation. Did that ever end? No. No. They, they literally mm -hmm. still do it. Yeah. They glorified this one event to like psyop it into your brain that like this is the extreme level of experimentation that could exist how horrific is it but like we don't talk about the fucking microplastics we don't talk about fluoride we don't talk about the chemtrails like everything that 
they, those people were doing in that event that you don't necessarily want to mention, they're doing every single fucking day to us now. Like, what is all that different? Same shit, different name. Different day. Yeah. Different but, name. Yeah, they name it something else and they just continue with it 100%. Did the Vril infiltrate the world and become Nazis? A theory by my Maria it's, it's very Lovecraftian, <laughs> very, very cosmic, right? Cosmicism where you have these entities trying to come in through. And, and it was actually around that time, too, which Lovecraft was bringing these ideas into existence. And I've always said that Lovecraft, maybe these entities, whatever they are on the outside, need a physical medium in order to when you have an idea people always go oh well i got an idea well where'd you, where'd you get it from bro who gave it to you is it some thing on the outside so the cthulhu mythos allegedly and i and i and again i can't i i said this idea one time and i clipped it and i got attacked on tiktok for whatever reason but i said lovecraft was obsessed with collecting little trinkets like oriental little trinkets of you know he just liked to collect them we know that jinn are able to attach themselves to, to things, right? The genie in the bottle, right? That's the, the, so what if he collected something that quite literally possessed him and gave these ideas through the dream realm? Because you don't know if you wake up the same Maria every single fucking day. We don't know if we're the same person. What if our consciousness is teleported to another dimension or things are able to come through when we're sleeping, right? So the idea that Cthulhu was some sort of jinn that took over him and since he wanted to let him and his posse into this dimension they took control of lovecraft and were like yo write out this thing because i've heard an occultist tell me before that when things are written down it's solidified right it's written in stone so it makes it that much more legitimate and it goes back to language having some sort of power and i call this type of shit interdimensional literature because if you look at the bible for example it has quite literally shaped the reality of billions of people for a very long fucking time so it's this this text that exists in the ether and resonates so loudly that it changes and warps people's perception so that's but essentially think, what it is i think you can tie everything that you just said into quantum physics because the moment like I say this example a lot if you've heard me on my podcast before to my listeners out there but everyone's always asking kind of this new age question of if a tree falls in a forest and nobody is there to hear it doesn't make a sound and so the the new age person might say well it makes a vibration and if there's not an ear to hear the vibration then there's no sound but um I would ponder i would theorize that like in the holographic matrix in the um world that we live in that like if nobody's thinking about it then it doesn't exist so if we think about quantum physics and you think about the d-wave experiment and the way that they determined like the law of conflicting reality that like if you observe a particle it acts one way and if you don't observe a particle it acts another way so in the power of observation and manifestation and creating your own reality, if anything is humanly possible, an infinite number of possibilities exist, but I write one of them down, like you are observing something, you are writing it in stone forever. So 
it's like that d-wave experiment that like you are observing one particle and now that particle is collapsing into an entire existence by the virtue of you writing it down i think it's the same thing of um human vibration and i talk about this sometimes about pictures the idea of a picture you know if time isn't linear and this is the multiverse and like what i'm doing in this timeline could affect something that's happening in a different timeline if i take a picture of something like i'm like that reality is no longer malleable in that way like it's like what i don't i can't i can never remember like what civilization or what um religion or whomever doesn't believe in like taking pictures like as if that takes part of your soul it's like indigenous like, belief that's like indigenous people because right so but like trapped. isn't that kind of true in the if like the quantum physics of it all and the idea of writing something down like if you were to take a picture of it you're collapsing that mm. one particle forever into existence i don't know so yeah no i'm I with think you what you're what you're saying jives no, 100%. And I think that's why maybe the Egyptians had hieroglyphs because it was very literal. So whatever. And they when they would put a donkey, right, a hieroglyph of a donkey or something, the donkey would never exceed what a donkey was in this reality. So if they put two bags on a donkey in real life, they would only two, put two bags on the donkey in the hieroglyph. Because, again, it needs to match how you're saying you're kind of sort of solidifying the reality that they live in, but they're using pictures as their form of, of writing things down. And so, yeah, no, that's crazy. I, I like the way that you put that like that. It makes a lot of sense because you are taking this snapshot and it, it's that way because you make it that way, right? Schrodinger's cat, it's both dead and alive, but as soon as you observe it, you're solidifying it into existence and it's alive or dead or whatever it is. But I think that it goes back to language and these sort of things where I, I do believe that back then it was like Harry Potter. <laughs> I think that, that it was like some crazy, you speak things and it happens type of thing. And I think that they took away from that because the original alphabet only had like 17 letters or something. And they've added all this crazy shit. And to add on to what you're talking about, this, this simulation of parallel realities. Watch that show I told you about, Peripheral. It kind of gets into that. It kind of sucked at first because it starts off really slow. But Nick Hinton, I've I talked to him a lot, and he he put me on this. Let me see here, the World Sentient Simulation. You ever heard about that? I have, yes. Where they're actually running a simulation parallel to our reality, and they're populating that entire. It's like a very Westworld type of thing. Well. According to sympathetic magic, you you keep mentioning quantum physics. Well, he talked about how sympathetic magic is a form of it parallels quantum physics. So essentially, whatever they do to your little cybernetic voodoo doll is going to happen in this reality because they're both quantumly entangled. Well, if you think about it, like everyone talks about like post 9-11 and the way that our privacy got degraded and the way that we offer all of this information all of the time to our phone and our applications and big brother is always watching i think that ties into this discussion more than anything else because in some simulation somewhere in a computer there's a version of juan and there's a version of maria and all of the data that exists the conversations that we have, the emails that we have, like every single ounce of data that they can pr procure from us, 
goes into that version of you. And a lot of people sometimes will be like, oh my God, my phone's listening to me. I got an ad for X, Y, or Z, and I didn't even say anything out loud. How does it know? A, your phone is listening to you. B, those things sometimes are based on algorithms that are run on all of that data that exists. Not that it can read your brain, it's that it has a copy of your it's brain predicting and it's gonna, predicting yeah. exactly what you want, exactly the moment you want it to a T. I saw this like dark TikTok once that was talking about like what disclosure can you make from a uh, profession that you worked in? And this person was like all black, like you couldn't see or um, identify the individual, but they were saying that they worked for a health insurance company and that it has access to this type of technology that like, this Tyler level AI and that um, when you're they can't tell you like the date that you're going to die but like their algorithm has a prediction and it's you know right 99.9% of the time and that when you get a phone call from your doctor sometimes for the insurance company it knows how you're going to get sick it knows at what age is going to occur so when they call you to warn you about coming in they're predicting that like something is wrong with you during that time. And it's cheaper to cut it off then than to let it go <laughs> on and on. So they would rather treat you now because in the long run, yeah. that's going to save them money. Their AI literally like, like, so if you get like a warning call from your doctor, that's just like, Hey, we haven't heard from you in a while. You should come in. It's because their AI knows something's probably wrong with you. Whoa. What are the chances that this episode gets pulled from YouTube? Like zero to 10. What do you 47? Think? 47. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And I've, I've witnessed the corruption of big pharma firsthand with my dad. My dad has all sorts of shit wrong with him. And the one thing that really tipped me off was MS where when they give him the, his diagnosis, they're like, yeah, we're, we're 85% sure. That's what you got. He's like 85%. That's it. He's like, yeah, we can't really go hundred percent because just the way that the, the disease works. But that wasn't the kicker. The kicker was that there is no cure. There's only a treatment. And around the time he got diagnosed, the a basic treatment was about 30 grand a month. So one person for a 30 day supply of these injections of this, this treatment that doesn't do anything, it supposedly suppresses it was $30,000 per month for that person. Now multiply that out times X amount of people. And then we had somebody who was in the pharmaceutical and they could get a hold of like the, they knew how much the insurance was getting the medicine for. They were getting it for 600 bucks. Like that's how much the insurance was paying for. It. And they were turning around and flipping it and selling it for 30,000. So or the, or the company, the, the, the producer of the, of the medicine was made, you know, selling it for 600 bucks, but then the, the insurance company that would bill them for 30 grand. So it's like, there's obviously something fucked up about the whole system and it's corrupt. It's like what you're saying it. And, and wow, that's wild that they have this thing that can quite literally predict. And what do they plant that you ever see when people die quicker because they know they have cancer versus when they don't You ever notice that? That's a, I thought that was interesting. I can tie this into like my dog discussion. Uh, so my dog like had this spot and the spot had to get removed and they quoted me and it was expensive, but it was fine. And then the m morning of, or maybe they've called me to let me know that he's okay. 
and they're like, do you want to send this off um, to like check and see if it's cancerous or not? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Of course. They're like, oh, by the way, it's going to be an extra like $200 or something like that to run the test. And I got really pissed off at them. I'm lucky enough that that's not a big deal for me. Um, I'm happy to pay that. But I was upset that they didn't tell it to me initially. I was like, why was this not part of the discussion before? Why are you asking me this at this like emotional pivotal moment? I don't know. Like it's a discussion that we could have had. So like I sent it off. I came back and I found out that he's got these precancerous cells. And the first thing they said to me was, do you want to do chemo? Do you want to radiate or do you want to amputate? to make sure that you have clean margins. And I'm just like, what if I hadn't done this? You know, what if I hadn't sent this off to pathology? I would have never known that he'd had this and we would have just lived life. And like when it was his time, it was his time. But like if I hadn't thought about it and now cancer's in my brain and now I'm manifesting it and now I'm worrying about it, it's just, um, I don't know, they just that, that kind of idea pissed me off and yeah. kind of I think parlayed into the discussion of like what if you just didn't know yeah because I've 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 always thought about that how some people they go quicker once they know like people who you're friends with and all of a sudden hey they're gone like one of my dad's friends recently passed away because of cancer and I had no clue because I'd seen the guy and he looked fine but then oh yeah he got the diagnosis and it was just it went downhill they sent him home for hospice and he was gone like in a matter of a couple of weeks i mean can you imagine i mean i can't imagine i don't want to imagine the feeling that you have where it's like this person put a time limit on you like oh you got six weeks or two days or whatever it is like that's fucked up like what kind of what, what kind of karma comes with that with you telling people every day hey listen you have x amount of time like what does that do to you as a person, like, what does that do with your energy? Cause that's some like dark ass shit where you literally, literally need to be there. And I remember, cause I wanted to, I wanted to, for the longest time, I wanted to be a cardiologist. Obviously those dreams never played out and life works in mysterious ways, but I wanted to be in the, in the medical system as a, as a, as a job. And I never did it, but yeah, there's definitely some fuckery afoot when it comes to all these systems that we have in place. What are your thoughts? I'm still kind of hung up on the Vril thing. What are your ideas on, <laughs> on this whole Project Bluebeam? Because it feels like the truth. Dude, Bluebeam is such bullshit. And let's talk about why. I think that the truther community has a hard on for the end of the world. And take it the away. The truther community has a hard on for an answer to their questions. And the world, the, the theater of the absurd is so intense that I think like the end of the world just seems like the logical next step that like we're boiling and boiling when really it's been the boiling frog experiment this whole time. But I don't know. I think a lot of us take the black pill and uh, take a pragmatic view of the world and realize that like perhaps things aren't ever going to truly change and that we just are aware now and uh maybe a cataclysmic event would uh be the answer to all of our prayers <laughs> so but uh as far as project bluebeam goes uh 
I think blue like Bluebeam to me is like a psyop within a psyop in that it's some government thing that allegedly exists that is meant to usher in the new world order either by government or religion and this is what they're going like they're going to put holograms in the sky the aliens are going to arrive all to bring the new world order in so like for me that's a psyop within a psyop because the new world art order already exists they're already in charge there's already an overarching architects or group whatever you want to call them the world governments are really not the ones in charge like let's be real here so the the thing about like the elite to me and like the revelation of the method is that like they have to show you what they're going to do to you before mm-hmm. they do it to you in order for their magic to work. But also one of the things that they're always trying to get us to do is to voluntarily acquiesce into their plan. It makes it so much fucking easier for them. So what would make it really easy to like, we're already in charge guys. Like let's get the people to accept that we're already in charge by ushering project Bluebeam and having the masses call for, one world government which you (laughs) might see a little baby breadcrumb these days in my opinion why is the narrative changing on covid i don't know if i can say this right now on the wax this this episode's so fucked on on the pandemic why is that narrative changing okay one of the hypotheticals that exists in my opinion is that it could be the start of blue beam it could be the start of the new world order discussion in that your governments are going to come out and say, yeah, we knew it was Wuhan. Oh my gosh. We should have, you know, Operation Warp Speed was bad. Everyone's going to start dying. What were we thinking? We should have told you the truth. And then we're all going to distrust our governments. And then somebody's going to step up and say, people of the world, let's join together because your governments failed you. Is that the Antichrist though? That could be that too. I don't know. I think I think Blue Beam could either be a religion one or a um, government one. But it's just such bullshit. Yeah, I think but it, it seems could be far, coming. I think it seems far fetched. And I've been apparently, I grew up my entire life waiting on the rapture. I'm, I kind of still am waiting because that's that's what I was taught. But I guess. From what some people have told me, that's not what they teach everybody, that the rapture is a thing. Apparently, that's like a made-up fable type of thing where it's like they made that up in order to keep you in line. And I've, I always grew up thinking that Jesus is coming back to take his church. So, and this plays into that project movement because they say, oh, they're going to go ahead and project the gods of old in the sky and everyone's going to see whatever Jesus they like. My favorite one is the shape-shifting Jesus. That's my favorite Jesus and whatever, you know, there's zombie Jesus. There's all different types of Jesuses that, that people will be able to see depending on what their cultural or familial things, you know, let them see. Cause that's also part of it. I think that there's a reason why all these ancient cultures all resonate the same thing because they're, everyone's right. It just has a different name. But when you start to talk about how your thing is the one and your religion is like, I'm going to hell in somebody else's religion and they're going to hell in mine. Does that cancel itself out? Like, how does that work? Is that, that's a paradox. You can't go, where, where are we both going? We're going to stay here. 
And I think that the, the truther community, they, they, they feel like they have it all figured out. Oh yeah, we have it all figured. These ancient bloodlines have been ruining the world. Yeah, I figured that shit out. I watched a oh TikTok my God. You know what and I YouTube hate? video. I hate when people talk about the Rothschilds because the Rothschilds are such a psyop to me. Like if they even exist, the Illuminati. They are like the fucking regional managers of the world or something. Assistant like that, to the know? regional manager. Assistant to the regional <laughs> manager. To think that there's this like big family that's in charge of the world and the illuminati and they do everything wrong and they control all the banks and we all just sit here and talk about them like <gasps> it's so silly to me um absolutely yeah. and i've been on this recently where it's like you don't think that they would change their name up like we you figure yeah, you, you think the real people in charge are really putting their name out there you figured them like the out man, the man behind the curtain is gonna be like hey guys i'm the man behind the curtain yeah it's like Fuck everyone no. knows Area 51 is a cover for Area 52. You think you don't, you wouldn't think that they would move the fucking UFOs out of there if they had figured out people knew where. Come on, like it's so far fetched. But some people, again, they get so delusional that they whatever it is that. And I've brought this up a few times. I'll go on podcasts like as a guest, and I'll say the craziest things, like crazy magic, Crowley is butt fucking some dude in the desert somewhere and like they're they're teleporting to like another dimension or whatever some craziness and if i say yeah you know when we went to the moon there'll be that one comment's like this dude thinks that we went to the moon it's like bro i just said some crazy ass shit and that's the one thing you're gonna hyper focus on like you believe well, everything else i said except for that one thing come on most people probably don't understand what you were saying i would say for most of it i would say a great deal of the community like i love my people who've been there the longest like i know that q is a psyop but if you went through q back in the day like i feel like you know how to your tools for discernment are sharper like you pay attention to research you read past the first 10 um links offered on google but i think most people know a little <laughs> bit about a little bit that's how you decipher reality just go to the fourth link on youtube instead no, of the I'm just second saying, one like, people don't look beyond just like what's immediately presented to them yeah you know they watch one three minute tiktok video about something and like find themselves to be an expert i've done um, the math that's yeah. my favorite one i've done the math i've done so the math. let's talk th about real quick the one problem i think that people need to realize is that you might not find the answer to a question ever I don't personally think there's really such thing as like objective truths, but mm -hmm. I just have to be content with it. Like I might not ever know the answer to something and that's okay. Yeah. And that's fine. And I always reserve the right to change my mind whenever mm -hmm. I, I am. How, how would I say that? Would that be trans mind changer or something? Could I, can I say that? Is that okay to say? So Let's talk about Tennessee for a little bit because apparently, and I mentioned earlier that there's some shit popping off in Tennessee. Love and Tennessee. I love Tennessee too. But then every time I go there, I'm like, why the fuck am I here? There's nothing to do here. Really? Yeah. It always happens. Like I'll you're go not like hanging out in the right places. Well, First Gatlinburg, you're in right? Gatlinburg, which is like fucking Westworld. So, okay. Apparently. So I went fishing and apparently Knoxville is like super bad. Like really bad, like as far as the crime and everything. I not know that. at all. Literally not at all. Really? That's where I grew up. So I went fishing in Knoxville and 
apparently I was on a river where my guide had seen Bigfoot like five times and Dogman. And he was telling me about how there's portals opening up and stuff. And Oak Ridge is the Oak Ridge Center of the National Lab. That's where the Manhattan Project and allegedly the nuclear bomb was created. Yes. So if you believe that nuclear bombs are real. I think that I think that they're real. Some people think that they're fake and gay, but they're non-binary, so jokes on them. I think nuclear power is real. I don't know about the bomb per se, but yes, Manhattan Project, Oak Ridge National Lab. I think if they're doing, I think there's a mini CERN there. Yes, there is a mini CERN. There is a little, uh, Mm -hmm. a particle collider. And I bring this up because apparently where I was, because I went to Sevierville. 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 And apparently that's like a dog man sighting hotspot from what I've. Well, the Appalachian Mountains are very close to there. Um, If a fun fact, Appalachian Mountains, I think, are the only mountain range that existed allegedly at the time the Earth was created. The rest of them were, in the United States at least, the rest of them were created through plate tectonics. Um, Whoa. But... I have I I have this theory about national parks and like there has to be a reason why the government seized those specific pieces of land and I can get like I go into like electromagnetism loss discussion like I think you're not there yet because you haven't watched enough. But don't tell me how, the, don't tell me I don't, that don't tell me I don't understand it, Maria. The hey. Dharma Initiative in that thing is like testing all these different places of like energy and magic and electromagnetism so i often wonder when you go to a national park for me at least i've had these literal like i went to um glacier glacier national park in montana and i took this hike and i had this like religious experience with the universe and it just like i walk through this portal almost and the energy changes and i feel so one with that land and what's going on. And I felt as though I was speaking directly to like the universe or God or whatever you want to talk to call it. And it was talking right back to me. So I'm, I love feeling the energy at those places. And so for me, I think it was very intentional of why they seized that land. All of that to say mm. that the Smoky Mountains National Park is right there. So to me, that means there's some sort of energy thing going on there. And so perhaps I, okay, I'll be honest with you. I think you might've gotten swindled a little bit because I've grown up in that area my entire life and never had Bigfoot sighting. (laughs) What do you mean? I got swindled. I've been to, I've been to, so, okay. So down the road from where I was staying, Mm -hmm. the sign said Gatlinburg the gateway to the smoky mountains which i thought was really weird i'm like damn okay and the whole bigfoot thing it started two years ago or three years ago now i went to the smoky mountain and i was fly fishing with a guide in the smoky mountains now we're fishing we're just hanging out just two bros whatever i'm catching fish and me being me right because i can't have a normal conversation with people i have to feel people out first like yeah home uh you ever hear like can you vibe with it yeah yeah like just the tip first where it's like uh-huh. hey you ever uh, see bigfoot and when i asked him if he had ever seen bigfoot he got super defensive and he started looking around he's like yo somebody put you up to this and i'm like nah dude like i'm just curious because i have i have a podcast right and i'm into all this weird shit he's like yeah i've seen bigfoot five times and i'm like what so he starts telling me all these stories 
and we're in the net we're in the smoky mountains like this it's very psychedelic how you're saying it's the the, the atmosphere the sound of the river and all these, there's no cell service it's just oh i want to talk nature. about come back to that in a second so i went fishing with this guy again because ever since that day i'd always hit him up to come on the podcast and he would never hit me back up and then when i was gonna take the trip up there i'm like yo i texted him again to his number that i've been texting for like ever now I'm like, yo, I need to set up a trip. And he texts back immediately. I was like, I know you fucking saw my text messages about coming on and talk about Bigfoot. You just chose to ignore him. So apparently the dude's like, he doesn't like coming on and talking about his experiences, but he goes out into these remote areas where it's just land and something happens. But then it's just like, it's Tennessee. So it's like extra weird. And I'm like, mm. so why is it extra weird in Tennessee? Because of the whole Oak Ridge and the the just the atmosphere of it. And like the for some reason, the dog man, like I'm a I'm a dog man believer. Like I've been. OK, so. All right. So it's funny. My uh, my stepdad died in 2017, but he was like one of the coolest people I've ever met. He was from a very small town and he used to call it the center, the mes- metaphysical center of the universe. Tennessee. And like, uh huh. Really? Mm-hmm. Then you got Memphis. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, really, Egypt is almost like a copy-paste on the United States. Yeah, 100%. And there's, um, and so I much think, more going on here. Hold on. Let me see here. I think Gatlinburg is on the 33rd, no? Oh, really? I think. Hold on. Let me, let me confirm that. I have a supercomputer in front of me right now. So, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. You need to let... I can show you around Knoxville. It's not bad crime at it's all. It's on the 35th. Fuck. Okay. So anyways, still, it's close by, but the uh, S- severe county, Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. So severe. apparently where I was, it was like this hot spot. And long story short, dude hooks me up with his brother who is like this paranormal investigator. So he's going to come on the Ooh. show and he's going to talk about he's encountered Dogman and Bigfoot. And the reason I'm a believer in Dogman is because... There are attacks. People get attacked by dogs all the time. Huge dogs. And they never know what exactly it was. You don't have to convince me. I think fairies exist. I th- like I think vampires probably exist. I think there's all sorts of weird shit in the world. I think definitely like a shapeshifter exists. Probably a werewolf, probably a dogman. Mhm. Well, part of the part of the the werewolf lore and coincidentally enough i posted this werewolf clip one time that i got attacked for too like hey take your schizophrenic medicine etc etc you forgot to take your pills type of thing where i think that it's easy right it would be easy to actually fake an npc online it would be easy to to whenever i see the same comment over and over again on one of my videos like oh okay like it's not because the episode's already bot been out there. Bot farms exist for sure. Who? Bot farms. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So by taking that, whenever I see something like that, I go, okay, this is just being, you know, like a coordinated attack in order to to take away from the message because it, it might be striking a nerve of some sort, right? So I've talked about all that, and yeah, the Oak Ridge connection with the nuclear weapons and all this stuff, and I, and my guy told me he he's seen things pop out of portals and. The river that we were fishing on, he had seen big. I've never seen it. I've never had like a Bigfoot experience. The only experience that I've had that was kind of sort of weird 
Well, I saw a, I saw my first UFO the other day with my family, and I loved it because my wife fucking hates all this shit. She like despises all this, and I think that she keeps me balanced as far as like I'm like this weirdo that likes all this crazy shit. And if she was to feed into that, I think it would be a bad because I'd always be in that loop. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd always, but whenever I'm with her, it's she like kind of brings you back to 3D. Yes, but she saw the UFO with me, so she was there. <laughs> And we're both looking up and I'm like, yep, my son saw it first. He's like, oh, daddy, what is that? And it was like this orange orb. And I'd never seen anything like that before. So I was like, what is that? And then we all start looking up at it and it's fucking like this thing just zooming across the sky. It, it was like the weirdest thing ever. And I love that they were both there because I know I'm not crazy. And I know I don't know what I saw, but I know I saw something. And like, that's the whole right, the experience. So she doesn't believe in any of this shit. And one time we were out like off-roading, four-wheeling, whatever, here in Florida. And my son was two or three years old. And we're in my truck and we're going through the woods. And my son says, oh, did you see the big monkey? Mind you, this is like a two or three-year-old. We'd never showed him what a monkey was. And I was like, what do you, what'd you say? He goes, oh yeah, I just saw a big monkey. And I'm like, a monkey? He's like, yeah, it was walking. So I'm like, oh shit. Did my son see like interdimensional Bigfoot or what's going on? Because we've never talked to him about any big monkey. And he's talking about, he's seeing it. And then in the area that we're seeing, because I do believe that these open areas, how you're saying these national parks, there's something about these open areas. They say that the Jin live in the desert. Right. Jesus was tempted in the desert. So what if there is energies out there? And I've been fishing in the Everglades numerous times. And it's how you said it's this energy about this place where it's like psychedelic, where you're like, you can feel it. It's almost so I wanted to get back to like the cell phone comment. I find it so interesting in went on this like road trip, 10 day road trip out west. And so I went to a bunch of different national parks in this 10 day road trip. And every time you crossed the threshold, your cell phone went immediately down, just like that. And there allegedly was some places in the park in which you could get Wi-Fi just in case. But otherwise, they didn't really work that that well. Now, in the missing 411 of it all, you've got like thousands of people that go missing every year. And it's this like weird land that's like owned by the federal government but there's like no real jurisdiction there and so a lot of these things like don't really get truly investigated but if you're the government and you know that people are going missing and yes this is a national park and it's beautiful and it's pristine and the entire objective of this government agency is to preserve it but if you know people are going fucking missing wouldn't you throw one measly cell phone tower up somewhere? What is it about this threshold that th we cross that you can't have any sort of cellular activity happening in that area? That's just something I think is really interesting. And it happens in every single mm. one of them. And as soon as you cross that threshold again, it's like the, I don't know, like a, a geofence yeah type thing yeah one time i turned off my router and i felt i felt it turn off 
That was the weirdest thing. And I don't turn off my router at night because we need it for the baby monitor because it's on the Wi-Fi. Or else I would turn the the Wi-Fi off. But I was talking to somebody the other day where, like, my entire house is connected to the Internet. It's fucked up, right? It sucks. But you have, like, the AC. You have the, the alarm system. Everything's connected. And I had a podcast that night, and there was an outage. And I don't really have a lot of cell service where I live. And it was so bad. It was approaching the time of the podcast. And I was trying to call the guys to like, yo, I don't have like there's an outage in my area. Like I got the text message and everything. My pictures weren't going through. My calls weren't going through. Like nothing was going through. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want them to think that I flaked on them. It's like legitimately I don't have service. So that made me realize like how fucked I'd be if the Internet did go out as far as being able to reach the outside world. How you're saying if there's people going missing here throw up a cell tower like the, like one cell tower yeah. is not going to destroy an entire national park or is it like what is it about like the experimentation they're doing there kingdoms. you know like what is going on like that's what i i i will call this west world because it's like an attraction you know they show you one percent maybe maybe ten percent of the entire land that they have um seized from you from the people they show you maybe 10 percent of it what the fuck else is going on back there yeah what is this in like this palpable energy that you can feel where i literally felt like i was talking to the wind and it was talking back to me yeah no i want to take my shoes off and put them on the rocks when i'm out there like mm -hmm. that's how i feel and if your theory is correct, wasn't it Teddy Roosevelt, the one that signed that treaty of the national parks? And wasn't that, what year was that, Teddy Roosevelt? was the 26th president, and that was, damn, was it, damn, it was, he died in 1919? Is that when the national parks were installed? National parks, Teddy Roosevelt. So, Theodore Roosevelt, because the, wasn't the, wasn't the the conspiracy that he made some pact with these aliens? <laughs> oh, a bill creating the first national park, Yellowstone, was signed into law by President Ulysses S. Grant in 1872. 1872. Mm-hmm. Damn, this shit goes deep. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> this shit goes far back, farther back than I thought. But now that's the, have you ever been there? What is that? The Yellowstone Yellowstone is like a super volcano. Yes, I have. It was cool. It was very cool. I've been to Yellowstone a couple times. Yeah. So eight March 1st, 1872. Okay. And damn. And who was the president after U Ulysses after Rock Creek Park. Sequoia and Yosemite were commissioned in 1890. But the Organic Act of 1916 created the National Park Service to, quote, conserve the scenery and the national and historic objects and wildlife therein, and to provide for the enjoyment of the same in such manner and by such means as will leave them unimpaired for the enjoyment of future generations. That was what year? A.K.A. 1916 aka there's some fucked up electromagnetism here and we want to fuck around with it for a lifetime yeah there was on reddit for a long time 
I've talked about it before. The you ever heard of the stair the staircases in the I woods? I love the staircases. Would you transcend the staircase? Well, the funny part was that for the longest time, I thought that shit was for real. But then it is for real. No, no, no. Well, that that's so when that first came out, when I first discovered Reddit, I was like, oh shit, I can read stories on no sleep when I can't sleep. This is crazy. So I would always go like the best ones, and that one. The, the series like six or seven or eight stories. I always thought it would. No, so hear me out. It was. I thought it was real at the time. Apparently, the person that wrote that was like, yo, this shit is fake. Stop sending me real stories of staircases in the woods. So she put this out and it went viral on Reddit. I believed it to be real. I only found out it was fake after. The, I think it was a girl. She was like, yo, I'm going to turn this into a book. I'm just a fiction writer. Ex oh, I've read another one that I show that's written by a guy. And it has some other accounts with it. Um, and they talk about real stairs and that like how people get like. Yes. People in charge get really upset when you talk about. Them. Yes. Well, uh, maybe we're talking about the same one, but I think oh. mine was like a, a chick that wrote it after the. Anyway, she was like, this is fake. Why are you guys sending me real stories? So. What I thought, and I was kind of disappointed because I was like, damn, this sounds crazy. There's stairs in the woods, like all this crazy, how you're saying they get mad when you talk about it. They tell you, don't touch them, whatever the, you know, whatever happens. But then you have the missing 401 phenomenon where kids are going missing and they're like, oh, oh, you know, me, where people go missing and their clothes are literally yes. folded up in a pile. And then there's other hype that other times when the clothes fall down as if like the person just like disappeared. I was going to say the one where it's like, oh, who took you? It's like, oh, I went with Mima. And it was like the little girl saw its grandma, but then it she describes like the face turns into like a glowing light or some shit, like some crazy just stories. How are you saying like there's this is this is a phenomenon. This is an actual thing. What are your thoughts on it being linked to hollow earth? Because it's all around a lot of cave systems and a lot of. Well, they say that Mammoth Cave in Kentucky is an entrance to Hollow Earth. And Tennessee, East Tennessee especially, is built on a series of sinkholes. So I think the world is much... I believe the world is um, what it, they call a Riemann sphere, which allows for like the sphere to exist in uh, the fourth dimension and for the linear plane to exist in the second dimension. So for me, the world is both flat and hollow and spherical i don't like i think it just depends on whichever way you're considering it at that time so hollow earth i think exists and like i love the admiral bird accounts mm -hmm. i i like the stuff about mammoth cave um but i think also hollow earth could be like portal technology you know like hollow earth doesn't actually necessarily perhaps mean inside the earth like couldn't you walking through some sort of portal take you to another parallel world mm. that seemingly feels like it's inside the earth because you have no other way of um conceptualizing it at that point that's yeah, gonna trigger some people i have a, a lot of flat earthers that they put up with my show because my show's fucking dope but they hate when i talk when i go in on flat earth because they're like oh you're fucking wrong so, but like, why can't there be a hollowness inside a flatness? 
I I guess the, I'm with you. Tell those people you need to look up the Riemann sphere. <laughs> I looked it up here. R I E M A N sphere, and um, it is all of it possible at one time. So it's whatever you make of it, right? Like what we were talking about earlier about the. Well, the, so it talks about that on like in the two dimensional plane, the, uh, it involves um, infinity. That like there is no true zero, and so in the Riemann sphere, like on the two dimensional plane, like it exists into infinity. And then when it's in the fourth dimension, it can be spherical. So that's why I think that I have a post on it somewhere that talks about it in much more eloquent terms than I do, but it allows for like, everybody wants to conceptualize it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can kind of see it right there. Um, you could point to any point on the infinite plane and it's still contained within. And notice all the these symbols, sphere. right? These sigils that they put on here. I think mathematics hold exi- holds existence together. And I think that's why the angels that were talking to John D allegedly were showing them also weird symbols that were math, math, like look at this shit. I've never seen that in math class. What the fuck is that thing right there? Like if you, um, if you think about the movie interstellar, and when they are approaching the black hole for the first time, there it, it's a uh, oh my god! You haven't seen Interstellar? It's <laughs> fucking incredible! It'll change your life. You have to watch it. But there's a huge black hole that they're approaching, and the black hole looks like a sphere. But as you approach it, like there's an entire world contained within that it. With and that with Johnny That no, with Matthew McConaughey. That is the Riemann sphere. Oh, he's beautiful too. Okay. He all is right. beautiful. So, I understand. Finish Lost. Watch Interstellar. Finish Lost. You need watch, to watch Interstellar. You need to watch Peripheral because you'll see the little AI Definitely. homunculus that takes over people. And yeah, there's. I've always been intrigued by the Missing 401, and I've always said that it's either there are Bigfoot going around and kidnapping people. And then yesterday or the day before, I had a friend on and we made a weird connection or he, he made a weird connection. We were talking about Goetic and Solomonic magic and how the barbarous words, and it's like this technique that you use where you speak gibberish in order to disassociate and enter a different state of consciousness. So when you do summon a demon or an entity, it doesn't shock you, right? It doesn't, it doesn't shock you because you're already in this weird state of mind. And he brought up, and, and he's like, you ever heard the Sierra sounds? And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, Ron Moorhead. So we linked like goetic demonic magic to the Sierra sounds where in one of the parts, it kind of sort of sounds like right the samurai talk. What well, sounds like gibberish. It sounds like this example that he was listening to of the barbarous word. So it's like, is Bigfoot this flesh and blood thing or is it some how they say skinwalker, right? These we talk about weird places around the world where they sick this energy on people and it's like some demonic entity, I guess, like some I don't want to say Nephilim, but like some Nephilim technology if you want to if you really want to go there. And it was weird because I clipped that for the for the intro of the show cuz I'll usually like clip it a uh, uh, a clip and I'll put it in the intro and I edited it up and the part where he starts to to he he was like mimicking the barbarous words like gaga gaga like saying all this like weird shit. When I was listening to it over, 
it sounded like distorted when he was saying the 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 barbarous words and i was like yo why is it only fucking up on that part and i would isolate the audio like play it solo and it was sound fine turns out that when i aligned it with the music that i chose there's a little voice exactly Ooh. at the part when he starts to sp- so it kind of it kind of mimics what he was saying and i and i was i was like freaked out and i sent him the recording i'm like Bro, what are the chances? Because I literally, I just line shit up sometimes and I'll, whatever. What are the chances that I edit this and I cut things out and I add things and I lined it up exactly to where you say that? And I left it like that because it sounds creepy. It sounds like it's distorting it as he's saying it. But when I listened to the music, it was a little voice in the music that was going along with what he was saying. It was what like the- did it say? It, it was just making a noise. It was just like, oh, okay. It was like a little, like it sounded like a little alien, like, like, but it was kind of sort of mimicking what he was saying when he was saying the barbarous words. And I was like, yo, that's some freaky shit right there. Like, what are the chances that I line it up specifically at that point? Mm-hmm. So that freaked me out. But point being that, what if? Because I, I do think that dog man is demonic in nature from like everything that i've heard i think that maybe it's some elites jumping into this avatar body and having fun right run free well, i mean think run about i i say this often i pose this hypothetical i've recently been on like a sober kick and i sober was from? always some oh <laughs> just like not drinking alcohol and uh i didn't necessarily like drink the amount that you would assume somebody would take to get to like a blackout level i could have like three or four drinks and like i would my i would brown out as i call it where like parts of my night i i wouldn't be able to remember and getting into like this more elevated way of thinking that we are now i wondered like when i have no recollection of what occurs like who's driving maria like who's really in charge and so, like, in have you ever seen the movie Being John Malkovich? No. Okay. Well, the concept of the movie is that, like, people found this door, this portal that, like, you go into in New York City, and it puts you in this guy, John Malkovich's brain. And you just get to, like, Fuck. sit there and observe and, like, uh, act as him. And he can, like, feel you inside of what? In him. It's wild. So in that same concept, if I'm blackout drunk... Can, like, an elite person, like, tap into my consciousness? Are they trying to kind of, like, jump in and out? Or maybe a demon or maybe an entity or something like that? Uh, So then I pose the question, okay, if I go out tonight and I get wasted and I'm blackout and I meet a guy and he's blackout and then, so there's two entities that are controlling us, perhaps. We don't remember anything that happens. We have sex tonight we conceive a baby like what kind of energy is that where you're both blackout and you can't like in other entities like is that how demons are born like is that how the antichrist is? i don't know it's just uh what kind of energy that could be coming into the world just interesting yeah that's how homunculus is is, is born i crowley oh, wrote really? a, yeah crowley wrote about it where it's like the spirit of something else comes into the fetus Mm -hmm. and so yeah no uh, absolutely and i'm gonna blow your fucking mind right now because 
the word, right? It's wine and spirits. And mm -hmm. people act differently when they're, when they're drunk, right? I've heard people become possessed. Well, the word bar in Sumerian means altar. And it's weird that you go to a bar to drink wine and spirits. Mm -hmm. So again, Definitely. this linguistic programming where you're going, you're quite literally offering yourself up at this bar or AKA altar Ooh, at the altar. And here's my spirit. Let it, me consume spirit. Take my spirit. Exactly. And then you meet this guy, you guys have a good night, go home and you create some homunculus. And then, then what? And then that's that kid grows up to be the antichrist. So it's <laughs> some fucked up scripted movie, but yeah, I think for the next one, we should definitely bring Cheney on and okay. just go at it for however long and have fun because Cheney's awesome. So shout out to her. And this was shout great. Out to my girl. I had well, a lot of fun you. and yeah, let's, let's do this again sooner than later. And can you let people know where they can find you? I know we covered a lot of shit on this episode. I mean, my I notes know. are all over the place. <laughs> this is my Maria 777. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Go to my website. I do most of my work on Instagram. You can follow my backup, the Oracle 333. And I have a podcast. Sometimes a little sporadic in nature, but we're getting back at it. Uh, find me on all major podcast apps except for Spotify where I'm banned. YouTube just took me down, but I'm about to start posting some video on Rumble. And I think that's it. What the fuck did you do for them to ban you off of Spotify? That was in like the first two months of me podcasting back in 2020. What'd you say? Were you going hard know. in the paint on COVID or what? No, I just, I mean, everything's a psyop. <laughs> I, I really don't think I, uh, was that groundbreaking, but they continue to try to handle me. Yikes. Well, as always, folks, this was the Horn One Podcast. I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Middleman Entertainment. Great minds think alike. Hiphopproduction.com. Essay true in the building. What y'all think? I want a prison to stay stupid. Y'all need to really listen what I'm spitting. Really listen what I'm spitting. Ain't nobody bringing it like this. Listen. What would you do huh? if you knew? And in World War II, banks on American soil funded Hitler's fight against Zeus. What? It's true. Not only did they fund him, they were for him. Yeah. Believe the communistic ideas should be supported. See, war brings opportunity for organizations like the United Nations to be placed in command. But even yeah. the UN is a front uh -huh. for the Council of Foreign Relations. European Masons hold the power at hand. Or do they? No. Uh -huh. Americans are involved. Hillary's the current member of the CFR pushing us farther from God and closer to socialism, communism, Satanism, Marxism, anyism, and serious than you think. You think it ain't, but America's debt was planned by the Federal Reserve Bank, a snake invaded Eden, in the form of democracy, and this is my way of getting even with the demons. Man, go Google the Rothschilds, the Bilderbergers, the Rockefellers, man. Do your research on Henry T. Ford. It ain't over, man. 
the list goes on Tycoons like J.P. Morgan above the law To who rules off, no importance A new world order, one world currency is the plan Understand who profited from the war in Afghanistan And you can't begin to see The shepherd of the flock is actually the wolf among the sheep Gang bangers hustling on corners to make ends meet Or no one is dangerous in the broke on Wall Street It's deep, the government been tapping our phones If you gang affiliated, they could raid your homes If that's the case, why they leaving the White House alone With three generations of pushes, been scolding bones When we do it, they label it as organized crime When they do it, they use a terrorist to justify the rules And regulations don't apply to Freemasons And I hit to put a face to the devil that we facing Man, people get killed for putting stuff like this out in the streets, man But they out there, it's there I'ma tell y'all what Y'all go to the library and ask for a book called Hope of the Wicked And it's gonna open your eyes, man You know how they solve overpopulation war Military recruiters are really trap doors The floors give way like the levees in Katrina Where FEMA paid major corporations to clean up Evil you couldn't dream of wickedness you couldn't fathom If I had to sit down with Bush, this what I'd ask him Weapons of mass destruction, Saddam didn't have them So while we over there, while Kim's in Korea laughing It's happening right under our nose They desensitize us to souls like Big Brother While invading our home, you know Longer alone, a camera on every corner Al-Qaeda was an excuse to cell phone recorders We shutting down the borders, they just testing the water And it's nice and warm, ready for global disorder So stop worrying about a Democrat Or worrying about Republicans Worry about the CFR, the world's secret government is here